0: well good morning and I praise God for the blessing uh, of uh, speaking to you this morning and uh, uh, in my visit here at this time I praise God that uh, that I was given twice the blessing of uh, sharing God's Word with you and this morning I'd like to share with you a topic and I entitled it it's not luck it's God's favor Satagalog Tagalog, suerte. Who among you believes in suerte <laughs> who else okay a few more suerte you know I feel lucky uh, coming here because I see uh, because of the many things that's happening uh, one I feel blessed because uh, I have been given the time to spend with my son for over a month but uh, more, uh, other than that People have been really uh, taking care of us, we've been able to visit a lot of places. And uh, just this week, we fly out to Denver expecting that uh, it's going to be sunny and we'll be able to do some biking, hiking. You see, I want to do some outdoor activities. I've been wanting to, I praise God that uh, CCFLA, some of our uh, members and leaders here were able to give us the experience of fishing. Who likes fishing? Oh, I like that very much, partner. Kaitwala wala po kaming nahuli. Okay. Uh, I was looking for Nemo, but Nemo was not there, was not around, okay, absent. <laughs> so we went to Denver. but when we arrived, it was foggy. And the following day, it was snowing. Okay. Now, honestly, uh, we were disappointed but on the other hand, we were excited. We were expecting to do some biking and uh, hiking, but we end up skiing, and uh, it's a wonderful experience. Yung alang medyo masakit sa tuhod. I I fell many times, so it's with my son, and I hurt my knee. But it was a wonderful surprise. In essence, we're so lucky that we saw the snow and we were able to go up the mountain and we see the white uh, the whiteness of the snow and enjoyed it for two days and then the rest of uh, our time in Denver it was ra- really raining yeah. but I'm here to tell you this morning that it's really not luck you know I heard that when you go to the casinos today here in, uh, uh, in America they will not greet you good morning they will say good luck but brothers and sisters, it's not really luck. Okay, when you have your faith in luck, it's not luck, brothers and sisters. It's God's favor. I think you and I grew in a culture where where we go after luck. If somebody lands on a good job, we say suerte, muna man. If they had a promotion. We say, Suerte mo naman, you're lucky. No, no, no. It's God's favor. It's God's blessing. And this morning, we've been singing about His goodness. It's His goodness upon you and upon me. It's His favor. Now, the question is this. When do we ask for a favor? Normally, when do we ask for a favor? When was the last time you asked a big one? A big when do we ask for a favor? From a friend, from a loved one? When did you ask your pastor for a favor? When did we ask for a favor? Why do we ask for a favor, especially a big one? Well, this is my own personal answer. Normally, or most of the time, when we don't like where we are and can't do anything about it, that's the time when we ask somebody or someone a big favor. Now imagine with me, picture in your mind two circles. One here and one there. And the first circle represents where you are right now. And you don't like where you are. How long you don't like where you are right now? Where ba kayo? No, I like where I am. I just don't like where my, the one sitting beside me. The first circle represents where you are right now. This is my life this is my marriage this is my career this is my life my love life or maybe loveless life okay? and here's another circle this is what i want my marriage to be this is where i want my career to be this is where i want my life to be two circles this is where i am and i don't like it who among you feels that way i don't like where i am I don't like what's happening with my family. I don't like what's happening with my church. I don't like what's happening with my life. And that's another circle out there. Lord, please bring me there. When we don't like where we are, that's the time when we ask for a favor. Father, my life is eh. My life is a mess. Can you please help me? When do we ask for a favor? When we don't like where we are, And we can't do anything about it. Now, when you come to that point, I pray that you will seek God's favor. I hope that you will not go in despair and be discouraged when you are in a situation where you don't like. I hope that you will seek God and seek His favor. Why? In Psalm 30, verse 5, it says, can you please read this aloud? For the anger is but for a moment. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Yes, God may be angry, and the Bible says He can be uh, angry at times, but His anger is but for a moment. Now, please take note and take a serious note. God can also be angry at times. In other words, God can also spunk you and discipline me at times. And our situation can be because of His discipline for you and for me for not obeying or walking in His will. But the Bible says for His anger is but for a moment. Praise God. Amen Puma. Praise God that his anger is but a moment but his favor instead his favor is for life forever weeping may endure for a night but joy comes in the morning are you in that stage where you feel like giving up life seems hopeless well May the Lord speak to you this morning because indeed His favor is for life. Endure for a night, but joy will come in the morning. I'd like to talk about somebody who experienced the same thing. I think a very good example of this is Joseph himself. Are you familiar with Joseph? In the book of Genesis, you will see several people there Last year, we went through the book of Genesis, and I heard from your pastor that you're about to embark in your uh, uh, series on Genesis. So, let me just give you an, um, um, a study, a, an overview of the life of uh, Joseph. In Genesis 41, verse 38 to 40, it says there, So Pharaoh asked them, Now, the context of this passage is where Joseph now, uh, after being sold into slavery by his brothers. Are you familiar with the story? You know what kind of family Joseph had? He's in a situation, he's said, the circle one. Okay? He's here. If you will be in, jo- in Joseph's uh, place, you will not like your family, you will not like your career. You will not like everything everything that is happening in your life. Why? What kind of family uh, Joseph had? Well, you just have brothers who hated you so much, they wanted to kill you. Do you have a brother or a sibling like that? They wanted to kill you. You know, I remember a, a couple celebrating their 50th anniversary. And they were interviewed. Did you ever thought of divorce? The wife immediately answered, no. Murder? Yes. Many times. Wives, is that how you feel about your husband? Or maybe vice versa. You have siblings, you have loved ones who wanted to kill you. Joseph is in a situation where he doesn't like what's happening In his life, in his family, in his career, he was sold into slavery, he served in Potiphar's house. He served well, but he was, what? Accused, falsely accused of raping his boss's wife. And as a result, he was thrown into jail. Speaking of, I I don't deserve this. Is that how you feel about your situation now? In your family, in your home, in your in your career, in your relationship, at work. I don't deserve this, Lord, I don't deserve this. Joseph was falsely accused, thrown in jail. And in jail, he did his best to be faithful worker. That he was actually promoted to become the one in charge of the jail. And he keeps helping people. And he helped he help two people. Sino po yung dalawa? The baker and the cupbearer. Those that are actually connected on the highest places. Connected to Pharaoh. He helped them, but Joseph was forgotten. So here, life sucks for Joseph. But when finally, the Lord turned things around in his life, we come to Genesis 41. He came before Pharaoh, and he interpreted Pharaoh's dream. Yeah? Are you not familiar with the story? Yeah, that there will be seven years of famine, and therefore, you are to prepare, Joseph said, and uh, during the time of plenty, you are to save 20%. By the way, are you saving money? Joseph said, hey, you, have, you, are, in a, uh, you are in America. Okay, so dollars yan. Okay, save, uh, Joseph said, Save 20% during the seven years of plenty so that you have enough during the seven years of famine. Not just enough for you, but enough for the rest of the world. So when Joseph was able to interpret Pharaoh's dream, this is what Pharaoh said about him. Genesis 41, verse 38 to 40. So Pharaoh asked them, as his people, As his officers, officials in in the palace. Can we find anyone like this man? Referring to Joseph. What kind of man was Joseph? One in whom is the Spirit of God. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, Since God has made all this known to you, there is no one so discerning and wise as you. You shall be in charge of my palace. And all my people are to submit to you and to your orders only, when, only with respect to the throne will I be greater than you. Now, here in this passage is the turning point of the life of Joseph. He's in a situation where he doesn't like. I don't feel good about having siblings who want, wanted to kill you. Okay. Here in this situation, I don't like it here. But here in this point, we can see now God turning everything around and now slowly moving to the second circle where things start to become better in the life of Joseph. And this tells us that indeed you and I are blessed because we worship a God who can turn things around. Can God turn things around in your life? Can God turn your marriage around for good? Can God turn things around in your career, in your love life? Yes, He can. You may not like where you are right now, but keep trusting God. Seek His favor because we worship, we serve a God who can turn things around. And here in this passage, here is the turning point in the life of Joseph. That he is now being promoted second only to Pharaoh. In fact, this is the testimony of Joseph that he named his two sons. Do you know his two sons? This is the experience of Joseph that he named his two sons. The first one, Manasseh. And Manasseh means, God has made me forget my sufferings. Can that do that to you? Can God make you forget your pain that you have right now? Yes, He can. And the second one is a frame, Meaning, God has made me fruitful in the midst of my sufferings. So not only will God turn your pain around, make you forget about it, but He will also make you, also make you fruitful in the midst of your suffering. In other words... While you pray, Lord, I want to be there. While you pray that Lord, the Lord will change your life from here to there, God can make you fruitful where you are. God can make you forget the pain of where you are right now. And not just forget, make you even more fruitful. In fact, that's the very reason why God brings you in a situation like that. So that you and I will turn to Him, will seek His favor and experience His goodness while we are in this situation. Then, then you will experience God's blessing and start turning things around. The question is, how do we know God's favor is upon us? Do you want God's favor in your life? Do you want God to turn things around in your life for good? Well, let me give give you a few things. That tells us how God's favor was upon Joseph. And through these principles, I hope that you and I will experience God's favor also. So how do we know God's favor is upon Joseph? Let me share with you four principles. And from here, I hope that you and I will experience God's blessing as well. Number one, how do we know God's favor is upon Joseph? Well, first of all, God has a great plan for him. God has a great plan for him. In Genesis 37, verse 6 to 9, one night, Joseph had a dream. Now, we call him Joseph the Dreamer. Okay. Now, some of you are already dreaming. I can see that. <laughs> when he told his brothers about it, he said, We were out in a field tying up bundles of grain and suddenly my bundle stood up and your bundles all gathered around and bowed low before mine and as a result of that dream his brothers hated him all the more yeah? soon Joseph had another dream now he said the same thing the Sun Moon and 11 stars bowed low before me now let's not look at how the brothers and even his parents reacted to the dream but what was the dream all about? All of them will bow down before him. Meaning, God's plan for him is to make him great one day. So great that your siblings will bow down before you, even your penance will bow down before you. That's God's plan for Joseph. Joseph, I will so bless you. I will make you so great that others will bow down before you. Did that happen? Yes, indeed. In Genesis, in the text we we read a while ago, everybody will bow down before him. Only who will not bow before him? Only Pharaoh will not bow down before him. That's God's plan for Joseph. If you want to experience God's favor, brothers and sisters, it begins by knowing God's plan for your life. It begins by knowing and seeking God's will for your life. Are you aware that God has a plan for you? God has a a great purpose for you. You are no accident. Can you please tell your neighbor, you are no accident. You are no accident. You are special because God has a plan for you. A great one. And if you want to seek God's favor, it all begins by knowing God's plan for your life. God has a plan for your family. God has a plan for your marriage. God has a plan for your career, for your business. God has a plan for you here in America. The question is, do you know God's plan? Do you seek God's plan? Or do you prefer God's plan? I know you have some ideas, some plans for your life. Do you have? May plano ba kayo sa buhay nyo? Huh? You know that's a sad thing about most Filipinos, ha? Huh? Walang plano o oh, kaplano plano sa buhay. If you ask if you ask the wives, anong plano mo? Saan ba tayo kakain mamaya? Bahala na. Bahala na. Okay. Walang ka plano plano. What's your plan for your life? I hope that you will seek God's will and that you will prefer God's will. Because apart from God's will, if you are not at the center, if you are out of God's will, you and I will never experience God's favor. The only way you and I can experience God's favor is when we are at the center of God's will. Or when God is at the center of your will. That's when we experience God's favor. And you can see that in the life of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and now Joseph. Because they are all in the center of God's will. And because of that, no matter what happened, ultimately, they experience God's favor. How do you know God's favor is upon you? When you receive God's plan. When you know And you are at the center of His plan for your life. He has a wonderful plan for you, wonderful plan for your marriage, wonderful plan for your family, even your career here in America. I think you are familiar with this verse. This is everybody's favorite verse. It says, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster. To give you a future and a hope. Now, God knows His plan for you. Again, the question is, do you know God's plan for your life? And did that actually happen? How is God's plan unfolding in the life of Joseph? Well, in Genesis 50 verse 20, Ultimately, Even though he went through so many difficult times, this is what Joseph concluded about God and his plan for his life. When he was talking before his brothers, and they were confessing what they've done for their younger brother, Joseph responded not in revenge, but he said this, You, my brothers, who intended to kill kill me, you intended to harm me. That's your goal. That's your motive. So, Joseph was not denying the fact that he is in a bad situation. My brothers intended to harm me. But his pers- perspective about, about his situation did not end there. Anong sabi niya? You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done. What's the purpose for all his pain? The saving of many lives. His suffering were meant to prepare him for the greater task of saving lives. God brought him here in this place where he don't like it. Where you and I won't like it for a purpose. There's a purpose why you are here. There's a purpose for your pain, for your suffering. His suffering, Joseph's sufferings, we're meant to prepare him for the greater task of saving lives. Sometimes you question, Lord, why did you give me cancer? Why did you give me so many problems? And I realize God brought so many pain in my life so that when I'm here, where I am right now, I know how to minister to people because I went through the same thing. There's a purpose for your pain. There's a purpose for your suffering. If you want to seek God's favor or experience God's favor, begin by knowing God's plan, especially where you are right now. Go ahead, pray, Lord, I don't want this, I want there. But seek, what is your plan for me where I am right now? Because God has a plan for your suffering, God has a plan for your pain. It begins by knowing God's will. Second, God protected him. You see, that's another blessing when you are at the center of God's will, God's plan. He will make sure that this plan will come to pass and He will protect you by all means so that that plan will be accomplished in your life. Psalm 5 verse 12 says, For you, O Lord, will bless the righteous and with favor you will surround him as with a shield. God protected Joseph. Now, in what way did God protect Joseph? Well, let me just give you several accounts that will tell us, that tells me that indeed God was there to protect and ensure that His plan of making Him great will come to pass. Number one, in Genesis 37, verse 21 to 22, the intervention of his brother, Reuben. Remember when he had a dream and he ran to his brothers out in the field and he said his dream to them and they hated him all the more and so they planned to kill him? Reuben, the eldest brother, intervened, thinking about his father and how he would feel about it. So he stopped them from killing Joseph. In Genesis 37, The same chapter, right after Ruben's uh, uh, intervention saying, don't kill him, Judah, another brother, came up with an idea. How do you feel about this idea? Let's not kill him. I agree. Let's just sell him. (laughs) Do you like that? Wonderful idea from another brother. Yes, let's not kill him. If you're Joseph, you're probably so happy. Wow, Judah loves me. Yeah, let's just sell him. But that's God's way of protecting Joseph. How about the fact that he was sold to Potiphar or the appearance of the Ishmaelite trader? Do you think the the, the slave trader suddenly appear out of nowhere? Is that just chance, or is that God intervening in the situation, trying to protect? Joseph, so that his plan for his life will come to pass. All of this were actually in God's hand orchestrating events bringing all of these people to protect God's plan for Joseph's life. Now these people, Joseph's brothers, the Ismaelite trader, Potiphar, Potiphar's wife, all of these people, they have their own selfish interests. They have their own selfish motive. What are their motives? Well, his brothers, they wanted to read Joseph and his dreams because they hated him. The Ishmaelites were out for a profit. Potiphar was just looking for a good deal on a slave. They all have their own motive, selfish interest. But what they could not see is that they are all unwittingly accomplishing the purposes of God. There is no chance here. Everything is divine intervention. Everything is divine intervention. God orchestrated all the events to ensure that His plan, His will will be accomplished in Joseph's life. And that's the confidence that we have when we accomplish, when we seek and pursue God's will for our lives. That God will protect us. Yes, we may go through some pain. We may go through some suffering. But you can be assured that God will protect you. You can be assured that God will do everything in His power so that His plan, His will for your life will be accomplished. And His plan for you is wonderful. Third, not only God has a wonderful plan for him, God protected him. And number three, God prospered him. I think this is where you like it. God prospered him. I think that's why you're here in America. Because you're thinking, here in America, I will be prosperous. Okay? Now It says here in Genesis 39, verse 2 to 4, The Lord was with Joseph so that he prospered, and he lived in the house of his Egyptian master. When his master saw that the Lord was with him, and that the Lord gave him success in everything he did, Joseph found favor in his eyes and became his attendant. Potiphar put him in charge of his household, and he entrusted to his care everything he owned. Now what's the key to Joseph's prosperity? Or success. One, it says that the Lord was with Joseph, and because God is present in his life, he prospered. In that, in verse three, it says there. Even his master, believer by your master, no, do you have unbelieving boss? Yes, but even his unbelieving boss saw that the Lord, the Lord was with him, and that the Lord gave him. Success. Not just in some of the things he did, but in everything. Everything he did. See, that's the key to success. The presence of God in your life. Is God present in your life? You know, you may not like what you're, what's happening in your life, but don't let your situation affect your performance. Don't let your situation affect the quality of life you have. Here is Joseph. Can you imagine being sold by your brothers? Being falsely accused, being thrown into jail even if you don't deserve it? Now, how would you feel? Honestly, how would you feel if you are in Joseph's situation? Where you don't deserve it. You feel like, I don't deserve this. Most of the times, how would some people will do it? They will take their own life in despair. Okay. Bahala na. And they will rebel. Not Joseph. In spite of what's happening, he was faithful. In spite of what's happening, Joseph trusted God to give him success. Keep trusting God while you're here. Even here in this situation. Not there. In a situation where you don't like it. Can God bless you here? Yes, He can. And the key is the presence of God. But you see, God is not the only only person present in that situation. Who else is present? Who else is present? God, the Bible says God was with him, so God was present in his life. The key is that the lesson here is that also Joseph, Joseph was also present in other words it's not like lord bahala ka na and joseph did nothing in genesis 40 here we can see how the attitude of joseph while they were in prison okay, take note of the situation there is a situation where they don't like joseph was in prison pharaoh's cupbearer and baker each had a dream and when joseph saw the next morning saw them the next morning he noticed that they both looked upset Why do you look so worried today? Now, let me ask you. If you are in a situation like Joseph, would you be concerned about other people? Would you be? If your life is in a mess, what's your number one concern? Yourself. But not Joseph. Not Joseph. Because he believed and he put his trust in a God who can turn things around. Why do you look so worried today? Can you look at your neighbor and ask him, Why do you look so weird today? Weird. Oh, sorry. Worried pala, not weird. Uh, okay. <laughs> Why do you look so worried? You know, Americans kasi, they they speak so fast. Diba? Uh, Sobrang bilis sometimes. What? Okay. So I'm trying to be an American. Okay. Why do you look so worried today? He asked them. Is not concerned about himself. Even though he's in a situation where he do not like his emphasis, his desire is for the welfare of other people. And that's why I praise God for many leaders, leading discipleship groups. Because they may be in a mess. They may have their own problems. But they go out of their way to serve others. In fact, that's the key to unmess your own life. When you go. And unmess the mess in the life of others. Because God himself, as you minister to others, will minister to you. And he will make your situation a lot better. He will turn things around in your life. And that's what Joseph is do- doing. He's not on- God is not only present in his life during his pain. Joseph was also present. Why do you look so worried today? He asked them. And they replied, we both had dreams last night, but no one can tell us what they mean. And this is Joseph's reply. Interpreting dreams is God's business. So, bahala na kayo sa buhay ninyo. Who cares about your dreams? Is that what Joseph said? You know, if I'm Joseph, that's what I will say. I'm here. I have my own problem. I don't deserve where I am. But instead of thinking about his situation, he thought about them. And he said, interpreting dreams is God's business. Go ahead and tell me your dreams. In other words, I'm here to serve you. I'm here for a purpose. I'm in jail, most likely, for this situation. So that I can be of service to you. A different mindset. Joseph was present, not only when he's here. you know some people say, "Lord, I will serve you when I'm here, in the best of everything, condition of life. Lord, ayoko doon. When I when on when you bring me here, then I will serve you. Then I will do this. Then I will lead a group." No, 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 no. Joseph, while he was here, in pain, in jail, he served the Lord. He served others. Go ahead. Tell me your dreams. God is present and so is Joseph. Question. Are you present right now in what's happening in your marriage? Or you have surrendered and you have taken back and say, oh, Bahala na nga. Hopeless na ito eh. My marriage is hopeless. My family is hopeless. My career is hopeless. Joseph simply said, Enough is enough. I don't like this. I'm quitting. I don't want it anymore. No? Joseph, I don't like my marriage. I don't like my family. But I'll be present while I'm here. Because I believe in a God who can turn things around. Can God change your situation? Yes, He can. His presence is what's needed in your life, in your marriage, in your family, in your career. Be present. Because God is present. 2 Corinthians 9 verse 8, And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you always, having all sufficiency in all things, may have an abundance for every good work. God's grace is sufficient. Whatever is your your situation, God's grace is sufficient. Sufficient. pag nga sa mo, God's grace is sufficient. Don't despair. God's grace is bigger than your situation. Psalm 145, The Lord is near to all who call on Him. Or in other words, those who call or seek His favor. To all who call on Him in truth, He fulfills the desires of those who fear Him. So while you're there, and while you're praying, God will change your situation. Be faithful. Be present. And then ultimately, when the time comes, God will turn things around, and from Pit, He will bring you to the pinnacle. And ultimately we see God's hand promoting Joseph, from the pit to the palace. So, Pharaoh asked him, going back to this passage, "Ask them, Can we find anyone like this man? One in whom is the Spirit of God. Now, another way to translate that is this. One in whom is the favor of God. Everybody can see that God's favor, God's mighty hand was upon Joseph. Joseph, uh, Pharaoh gave a very good commentary about Joseph. Here is a man. In Sabi niya, where can we find a man like Joseph? Can we see, do we have a lot of people today in whom is the Spirit of God? I hope there's a lot of people, a lot of them here in CCFLA. Meron ba? Can you look at your neighbor? Can that be said of you? Can that be said of you? Will they ask the question, Can you find anyone like this man? One in whom is the Spirit of God or the favor of God, the blessing of God. How will they see that? When you, while you're here, trust God until God brings you there and be present, be faithful while you are here. Because God has a plan for your pain. He will use it for his greater good. Psalm 75, verse 6 to 7 says, For promotion comes neither from the east, nor from the west, nor from the south. But God is the judge. He puts down one and sets up another. God promoted Joseph. In closing, what's our lesson for the day? When life makes no sense, when your world seems to be collapsing, don't lose hope. Trust in God. Seek His favor. Joseph did. Joseph might have lost his father's tunic, the robe, but he gained Pharaoh's robe. Joseph was thrown into the pit, but ends up in the palace. He was despised, accused, and forgotten by men, but remembered and delivered and favored by God. God can turn things around in our lives. Brothers and sisters, it's not luck. It's God's favor. Will you seek His favor? I pray that God's favor will be upon you. And it begins by being at the center of God's will and stay there no matter what. It might mean going through some pain, going through some sufferings, but hold on to God's promise. There will be weeping but only for a night because joy will come in the morning. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, I pray for myself and I pray for my brothers and sisters here with me. While we are in a situation where we don't like, will you empower us? Will you give us your grace? Will you sustain? Will you protect each one of us? So that while we are here in this bad situation, we will be present for you are present. And we will be able to accomplish your purposes for each one of us. So that when you promote us, when you prosper us, our lives will be a living testimony for others to see. So Father, will you put your hand of blessing upon my brothers and sisters here with me? I don't know their situation, but you know. And it's not hopeless. Will you teach them? Will you teach us all to put our hope, our faith in you? For you said in your words, in your Bible, those who put their trust in you will not be disappointed. For your plans are higher than ours. And your plans is not to harm us, but to bless us. So Father, will you bless everyone here? In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.